Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hungry dogs run fast. This week, we are going to be breaking down the AFC East, giving out our dog tags and dog house. If you don't know what that is, dog tags is what a guy we want on our dynasty team. Dog house is a guy we're staying away from. Now, last week, we broke down the NFC East. This this week, we're breaking down the AFCs. We both took two teams. I took New England and Miami. Mike's got the Jets and Buffalo, and he's going to give us his Jets picks. All right, so we're going to actually start this off with a little bit of negativity. We're going to go doghouse first, this one, because I think this one is going to be a shock to some people. So let me preface this by saying I think this player is a dynasty, a top five dynasty running back, right? But if you have a contending squad, you're trying to compete now, or you're, you know, you're in your startup and you, know, you really want to win now because those three- to five-year windows is what we try to do. I would be staying away from Brees Hall. His current ADP is 17.3, which puts him in the early second round. Um, obviously, we know he tore his ACL last year, uh, week seven. Um, history has shown us that running backs coming off an ACL tear usually take about a year plus to get back to normal. So tore his ACL week seven. We're hoping he gets back to play week one. I even wrote some you know, previous ACL tears uh, for running backs the past few years. So the first one mentioned is Saquon Barkley towards ACL in 2020. Uh, in 2021, he only played 13 games. They really eased him in slowly. Um, he had 162 attempts, 593 yards, finish, finished as RB30, which is obviously not great for a guy that we hope will help carry our teams to the championship, which is not a great. I agree. Uh, another guy last year, we had a uh, J.K. Dobbins. He tore his ACL in 2021, came back in for 2022, started the season again, was eased into it. Uh, he ended up missing two more games after that. He only ended up playing eight games last season. So it, it's just how how much are you putting into win now versus winning in two to three years, Right. If you're in a team where you can win this year, I think Brees Hall is somebody I would stay away from. Now, are you saying that you haven't seen enough from him because of his injury last year? I think Brees Hall – so Brees Hall last year, if he would have played the whole season, his average uh, was like 16 points a game or something like that. If he would have finished the season, played the whole season, kept his average at 16 and a half or 16, he would have finished as running back six in fantasy football, which is super impressive for a rookie, Right. right? So I'm just a little nervous of taking him if I'm trying to win now. I know I keep saying that, but that's what you want to win fantasy football, right? So I'm going to ask you a couple names that he's drafted around. I want you to tell me whether you would take this person or uh, Brees Hall if you're 
again, trying to win now. Or if you want to take it in a dynasty, that's fine as well. CMC. CMC. If I'm winning now, I'm taking CMC. Right. Just uh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. You know me and Jonathan Taylor. I'm not a Jonathan Taylor guy. I might, I might take Hall over Jonathan you might Taylor. Take, even if you're trying to win right now. Th- say, for instance, Hall only plays 10 games next year or plays 17 games and is, you know, not as effective as he was now last year. are these 10 games towards the end of the season or the beginning of the season because if the if 10 games at the end so I, based on the two people that i mentioned uh barkley and dobbins they you know they they played three games they missed a couple after that and then they played the rest it was kind of like sporadic right. so it's kind of hard to say is he going to play all 17s in a row 17 in a row or he's going to miss you know three games here, maybe right. two games here, because the workload, he's not going to be getting used to it. And now I think it's kind of hard to expect a guy to play 17 games anyways. Right, true. And not so, again, another player that I think is worth mentioning is Garrett Wilson. Would you take Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall? They play on the same team. Garrett, see, those two guys, I think, have the biggest hype coming into the season surrounding okay. them. You know, like every mock draft I see, every, you know, yeah, every mock I see has them, you know, every tweet I see has them so high on the list. And I, to be honest with you, I'm not high on either one of them. I haven't been. That's just a personal preference. I think Aaron Rodgers arriving to that team is going to be the kind of a downfall of the guys. Um, well, then you are not going to like my dog tag. I'll be honest with you. But God, can, 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 um, I'm just, I've never been an Aaron Rodgers guy. And now, especially him going in there, I think bring him bringing his own guys in. I think that takes away from them too. But as far as Wilson or Hall gone to my head, I'm taking Wilson. Okay. Uh, let's. So since we're talking super flex, another player that's taken around his range is Anthony Richardson. Again, this is a rookie. What are you doing in that situation? Well, it all depends. If I am I trying to win now, or am I trying to win later? So. We're going a little off topic, but don't you think Anthony Richardson, if he is that game breaker, we are hoping he is going to be. You can win now and later. Yeah, you could win now and later, right? Yeah. Say, for instance, he turns out to be a Lamar Jackson or a Justin Fields. He's a game changer, yeah. complete game changer. I would take I would take Anthony Richardson over him, especially in Superflex. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not saying to stay away from him forever. I'm staying staying away from him for this year only. I think Grease Hall is immensely talented. I think he is going to be a top five dynasty running back. And I just, you know, I, I think he's going to be great in the future. Yeah, so uh, he's a guy that you want to build for the future, not yeah. necessarily win right now. So, if you're again, if you have a super young team and you have him and you don't think you can win right now, don't, don't move him. Don't panic move him or anything like that. But I... I how you about know. if you're in a startup? In a startup, I guess since he goes in the second round, it's kind of hard to predict where you're going to be. But like, say for instance, you know, you're you're the third pick. You take Joe uh, Joe Burrow, right? You get Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts, right? He comes back around. You have a choice between Brees Hall and you know Garrett Wilson. I'm probably taking Garrett Wilson in that situation. Yeah, and you have also yeah, you've got, you've got a quarterback that, you know, and Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts that are going to help you win, like, right now right. or in the future. But and you also have two roads you can go down, right? If you Are you going to try to draft your team to win right now and win early? 
or are you going to draft down the road, take all young guys? Right. So if that's if you you know if you're going win now mode, you're saying not necessarily take Brees Hall right now, but mm-hmm. if you're winning later down the line, Brees Hall isn't that bad of a a choice. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, so my dog tag is somebody Rich mentioned who he does not love. Mm-hmm. Is Aaron Rodgers currently going at ninety one point four? Puts him at about QB twenty four in a super flex draft. Last year he finished as QB thirteen. So I think that Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson are going to be phenomenal together. Um, and especially, I forgot to even mention during this Debris Hall conversation, if they add Dalvin Cook, there's a whole nother weapon for Aaron Rodgers, you know, in the passing game is either Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook or, you know, Garrett Wilson. Which would cut into your Brees yeah, Hall even more. Him, yeah, I forgot to mention that. But I think with the weapons around Aaron Rodgers, he could very well be your QB2 or even your QB1, depending on your build, to help you win right now. Um, some guys going around him, I'm going to ask you, would you take uh, Trey Lance or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, well, yeah. well, I mean, you're, you're setting me up here. I'm taking taking Aaron Rodgers. He's, yeah. a, he's a starting quarterback. But um, How about Russell Wilson? This is actually a good one. <laughs> yeah. So let me preface this with last season – I was monumentally screwed by Russell Wilson and two seasons ago, I was monumentally screwed by Aaron Rodgers. Right. So this is like the, which one is worse for me. I think I'm taking Russell Wilson because um, Sean Payton's an offensive mind. He's a new coach in there and in, in, right. the, in the Broncos organization. I think Aaron Rodgers has Robert Sala, who's a defensive minded guy. Not saying that it's going to be, you know, no, no offense at all given there, but given the two, I'm taking Russell. Okay. No, I mean, I, to be honest with that one, I could have gone either way. Yeah. I, I can't really fault if you take Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. That's why I put that on the list because that's a tough one yeah. to me. Um, but I do think Aaron Rodgers going from the Packers to Jets, uh, let me know if you agree with this, is his offense is upgraded. So if, say, for instance, you – so first of all, let me preface this. The Packers offensive line is much better than the Jets, right? Uh, Batiari, all those guys, mm-hmm. those guys are great. But the weapons around him, so say Garrett Wilson versus Christian Watson, wide receiver one versus wide receiver one. Yeah. I would say Garrett Wilson's better, right? I'm taking Garrett Wilson, but the thing with me with Rodgers is he went out and handpicked his guys to bring in, and that scares me away from a guy like Wilson. But isn't that good for Aaron Rodgers? Bringing yeah, in people I, I, that I guess he did. Yeah, right? I think it's good for Rodgers, bad for Wilson. Okay. That's, That's how I feel about that. I, I, I mean, could I could agree with that, but I I would say that Garrett Wilson's super talented. Oh, right, no, absolutely. But you know, like, don't you think like Aaron Rodgers looked at the roster and said, "Oh, Wilson, you know Wilson's a stud," or he looked at it and said, "You know what? Bring me Alan Lazard, bring me um, Randall Cobb." Randall Cobb. I think you know he I mean? looked at it and said, "I think Rodgers looked at the offensive wide receivers, skill position players, and said, what do I have after Garrett Wilson?'" You know, there's not much after that. They got rid of Elijah Moore. Which was terrible, yeah. So, again, I, I do think he is a value pick to be your QB2 or QB1. Say, for instance, your first two picks are like Jamar Chase and CeeDee Lamb. I had that an instance in a draft mm-hmm. where I got those two, and then later on I took Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So, you know, it works out perfect. Yeah. So, all right, you want to give us your whatever team you want to start with? Yeah, I'm going to start with the Patriots. Okay. And since you went doghouse, I'll go doghouse first. 
as well. I'm going to go with tight end Hunter Henry. Now, Henry many moons ago was impressive with the Chargers. Um, But now I think the arrival of Mike Gusecki proves to be not a good sign for Henry. Agreed. Um, As of now, Henry's listed as tight end one on their depth chart. Um, But I feel like that's not going to last too long Mm -hmm. with Gusecki arriving there. Um, His sleeper ADP is 280, which is weird because... He's not even getting drafted in some leagues. Right, yeah, he's not, which is weird that he's a t- tight end one, but Gusecki is almost 100 slots higher at 197. Why do you think that is? I think they, I think whoever's making these ADPs sees what I see, and I think Gusecki's going to get the ball. Right. Um, you know, Henry had, you know, a total of 59 targets last season. He averaged just 3. Uh, 3.4 yards a game. And 6.1 fantasy points. You know what I mean? So that's not insane. He had some games that he had zero, he put up zero. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, I think the change of scenery for Gasaki proves to be, you know, bad for, for Henry. I don't, I would stay away from him. If I'm, if I'm drafting, if I have to draft, you know, a backup tight end, I'm taking Gasaki over Henry. So I, I tweeted this out a few days ago. I am a hundred percent on board with Gasaki. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bill O'Brien is an upgrade to that offense because last year they had a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays. Which yeah, which is super weird. Any sense. Not only that, Bill O'Brien, I don't know if you remember this, was Gusecki's coach at Penn State. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Many moons ago, yeah. Yeah, many, many moons ago. I think I think that you know familiarity between the two is going to be big. It's going to help. And Bill O'Brien likes to throw the ball, which I'll get into in my dog tags. Um, but, yeah, I think if you're looking for you know a hidden gem, Hunter Henry, isn't it? And it, it's crazy because, like I said, years ago when he was on San Diego, he was a guy that was like one of the handful of tight ends that went in the first couple rounds when you were looking for a tight end. He was right. a solid tight end back when he had River Star to him. But now it's like he kind of fell off. He's inconsistent. He has some games will have zero points, some games will have 16, then it's zero, 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 three. And it's like you can't rely on him to get you the tight even in like even in like double points like our league, mm. when you have when you get two points per reception for a tight end. Still ain't three point four. You're you're putting up six point eight. That ain't. I mean, that's still not anything to put you over. Right. So I'm staying away from him. Do you? So let me ask you this. Do you see there's any chance where maybe both tight ends could be used? I mean, we've seen the Patriots do it before, where they've had two tight ends, and their skill position players are not like you know worth noting really. Right. Do you see there's a possibility of both of them being maybe a little bit fantasy relevant? I, I think Gasecki takes over. Okay. I I think if anything, Henry kind of turns into the the blocking tight end. Yeah, so, I, I agree with that. You know He's what I mean? Ramondre Stevenson is set to have a big year. I think he runs behind him. Um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm staying away from him. I'm picking. Up, I hope I would take Gasecki. I would take a shot on him. I 100%. if I had to take an honorable mention, um, <laughs> for dog tags, I'm taking. I would take him. Take a flyer on him. Change of scenery usually helps the guy. Especially for tight ends, I feel like. I mean, obviously we're not comparing the two, but Tony Gonzalez going to Atlanta. Yeah. It worked out great for him. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who do you got for your dog tag? For my dog tag, I'm going with that Devontae Parker. Oh, boy. (laughs) You're going to have to talk me into this. Now, listen. He got a huge payday. Three years, $33 There's got to be a reason why. You know what I mean? They got to see something in him. Um, his ADP is 285. So if you're looking 
for like taking a flyer on a guy. 285, he's he's sandwiched in between LaVisca Chenault at 279 and Trey Tucker, a nice young rookie out in Las Vegas at 282. So let me ask you, out of those three guys, Parker, Chenault, or Tucker, who we've never seen on an NFL field, who are you taking a flyer on? So uh, for me, it it would come between Chenault and Devontae Parker. Um, I don't really love either one of them, um, but I could see I could see the realm to relevance that Parker could have. You know, yeah. the, the realm of possibilities. Um, I do think Lavisca Chenault is Carolina, right? Yeah, I think that. I mean, it's a sneaky, you know, deep threat there because they don't yeah. really have. And that he's he's a young guy, but he's younger. But I, I I do think I would probably take a flyer on the bottom. right, and especially at two two eighty five, he's a wide receiver one, so he's opposite. He's going to be either left outside or right outside a wide receiver one. So, like, you know, how many times can you come across a guy at 285 as a wide receiver one? So would you rather – I would have to look at his ADP, but you, you, whatever. Who would you rather have out of Juju Smith? You Obviously, you're taking him a lot higher than, what, Devontae Parker's ADP. Or would you rather wait and take a flyer on Devontae Parker? I think I'd almost rather – because if you're taking Smith – I feel like there's guys around him that are better. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So if you're coming down to Smith and uh, Smith Schuster and another guy, or wait and take Parker still at a one, I'm taking Parker. Um, so honestly, if you would have had me do the Patriots, Juju Smith Schuster was going to my doghouse. Yeah, because I, I, the dude couldn't even do it in Kansas City. Well, like, come on, you're with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, one of the best. He, t- he did. He did take cool videos though. Oh, true. Um, Another reason why I have a dog tag going to him is like we just mentioned, Bill O'Brien loves to throw the ball. Um, obviously, you remember a couple of years ago he had Randy Moss, the undefeated season. It was pretty pretty wild. To, you know, it was almost like a resurgence in Randy Moss's career. Yeah. So maybe he could do the same thing with. Him. Yeah, I mean, again, this is somebody we're taking real, real late as almost say, the, like as a flyer. Yes, these right? are guys we're not obviously going to be like. You know, take Patrick Mahomes number one because we know the guys that you you the obvious guys, but we want to give you guys that are, you know, when you're shuffling through on your you know late 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 round, you know, you're 14 days into your your um your startup draft, and you're like, who do I take up? Yeah, ours took a little bit longer than that. Yeah, when you um when you when you're looking and shuffling through the guys, and you got guy like Trey Tucker, like I said. You haven't you heard of him? I honestly no. Right. I, you know I did a lot of yep. like, research in these. Right. Things. So, you know, we're giving you guys that you may not have heard of before or thought of taken, but like late in the drafts, I think these two guys, with Kasaki being the honorable mention and Parker, I think they'd be good. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh do you want me to go into my uh my bills? Yeah, I know. You're a high bills guy. You're a, a billsman. Yeah, you love the bills. <laughs> Um, so my, I'm going to start with the doghouse again, like you did. And like I did earlier, I do not like Gabe Davis at all. <laughs> He's going currently as wide receiver 48 with an ADP of 126.9. Um, he's a vertical threat and that's really about it. Um, this year he had over 800 yards. Uh, to be honest though, one game, he had 171. That's right. a majority of his. So you he's know, a he's a boomer bust guy. Yeah, he's a real boomer bust. And he's guy. like, he, if he doesn't get you that one seventy one in one game, he's getting you nothing. And the thing, the crazy thing is, is that 
when you looked at the Bills' offense last year, you had Isaiah McKenzie, Stephon Diggs, and uh, uh, Gabe Davis, right? You would think that with how much they throw the ball, that he would be, you know, targeted heavily. Mm-hmm. He had 18% of the target share. 18%. That is low. Yeah. Especially with a team that throws as much as the Buffalo Bills do. Right. And I think with the addition of Dalton Kincaid, and to be honest, dude, I'm going to get to him later, <laughs> but Khalil Shakir, uh, the second-year wide receiver out of Boise State, he he's a guy I would keep an eye on as well. He's not the vertical threat that Gabe Davis is. I don't think there's many players in this league that are the threat that he is, but I I would rather take a flyer on him. So some guys that he's going around in the uh, 126 range are Tyler Lockett, which is probably one of the most consistent yeah. wide receivers in fantasy football. Yep. I'm taking Lockett. I love Lockett. Um, a guy that obviously we don't know, but on another high-powered offense is Rasheed Rice, second-round pick for Kansas City. Okay. I, I think I'd rather take a shot on him, right? Mm-hmm. Because we really don't know what that Kansas City offense is going to be. Right. And from everything I've heard out of Cleveland Browns practices and you know training camps and whatever, is Elijah Moore and Deshaun Watson have been building a like chemistry there. Right. So I'm taking Elijah Moore over him too. I don't know if you agree with that. Like, who would you take in that situation? I love Moore, but you are you already know that. Right. Um, I think Elijah Moore is going to be a stud. I took him in our in our startup. I'm taking more over Gabe Davis. I I don't like the guys that are like the boomer bust. He's so he Gabe Davis is kind of like you know Quez Watkins for us watching Quez. You know what I mean? He's he's quick off the ball. He's quick off the line, but it's almost like he's either you get a 50 yard reception or you're not really looking his way. So I kind of like stay away from those guys at all costs because, again, you can't put them in your lineup because one game he'll give you 25 points with the 171 and the other games he'll give you zero right. or he'll give you, you know, a catch or two. One thing that concerns me as well for him is his – so I'm looking at player profile right now. It's a free website where you can get stats and stuff. Mm-hmm. It gives a lot of different, you know, info that, you know, you might not think about. Obviously, you think he's a speedster. He's a deep threat. You think his win rate versus man coverage would be pretty good, right? Yeah, not he is so much. Yeah, 32.8. has him 67th in the league. That's that's not great. Right. I, I, I don't know. I'm staying away from him at all costs. Um, he is also a free agent next year, which you would think, you know, it's a contract year for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, steps it up. But we keep thinking Gabe Davis is going to be this – you know, this guy that for your rosters, he's not, no. like, I, I'm not buying into it. I'm, I'm just not, I'm with you on that. I'm not falling into that. So my dog tag is a guy I mentioned, uh, Dalton Kincaid. You love this guy so much. I love him. <laughs> All right. So he's currently going as tight end seven with a 77.5 ADP in sleeper. So when I watched Dalton Kincaid, when I first watching some of the film on him, he reminded me so much of Zach Ertz. And obviously we love Zach Ertz here. I will say he's a much better uh, run after catch guy than Zach Ertz. We know no Yag Zach, mm-hmm. right? Um, he just, he snags the ball out of the air. He's a good, like I said, good after the catch. Not a great blocker, unfortunately, but neither was Zach Ertz, honestly. Right. And he, um, he proved to be pretty, pretty decent. 
And surprisingly, like I thought going into this draft, there's maybe two or three tight ends taken in the first round. Well, he was the only one taken mm -hmm. to a very high powered offense that needs pass catchers, right? So I think that there is a possibility this year we see, this might be a hot take, Dalton Kincaid finish as a top five tiny, uh, tight end in this league, fantasy scoring-wise. Now, do you think he is the best tight end out of the rookie class this season? So he is the be best wide receiver tight end, catching tight end, okay. best catching tight end. He, I would say Michael Mayer is the that's more well Yeah, I know he is. He is the more well-rounded uh, tight end, you know, okay. blocking, catching. But again, we're talking fantasy, right? Right. So catch, pass catching is like the biggest part of it. Mm -hmm. So I would rather hopefully have the next big thing, the, ne the next hopefully, you know, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews-esque guy. Mm -hmm. I think he, there's a realm where he finishes as top five this season mm -hmm. and it's in that Buffalo offense. Um, I love him. <laughs> what did so, you say his ADP was? His ADP is 77.5. Okay. Um, so that what that puts him at. I'm not great at math, so let me pull out the old calculator. <laughs> um, so twelve times four, seventy-seven and a half divided by twelve, which puts him around sixth round. The sixth round, okay. sixth round. So, would you rather have Dalton Kincaid or George Kittle? Like I said, when now I'm taking Kittle. When later, Kincaid. I think you can. Uh, and again, I've said this. I think you can win now with Kincaid. I think okay. there is a realm in this world, especially in a tight end premium league that yeah. we are like we are in. I in this again, hot take alert. I hate being that guy, but I think, I think, I think he's like the next Zach Ertz, right? Okay. Hey. And um, I'm all in. Hey, you're right until you're proved wrong. You know. Because I can't wait till that happens. <laughs> so that you can do it. We can go back to this. Right? <laughs> this guy stinks. Yeah. Um, real quick, I do want to give an honorable mention, right? Uh, is a guy I mentioned again, Khalil Shakir. Going in the late rounds, our favorite number, 215.4. Okay. Uh, I like him already. Yeah. He was a fifth round pick in 2022. Last year, he only had 17 targets, 10 receptions, 161 yards, one TD. Again, didn't really get on the field much. They had Gabe Davis. They had Stephon Diggs. They had Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie's gone now. Mm -hmm. That opens up the slot role, and I think that is where Khalil Shakir will shine. Um, I when I watched him, I saw a guy with good hands. I saw a guy a violent, violent runner, uh, a guy who knows how to use his physicality um, to get away from defenders, especially with the ball in his hands or like running routes. Um, the Bills media. Last year and even this year in training camp have just raved about him. Ranted and raved and said how good his hands are, how quick he looks. There's something to that. You know what I mean? Mm. Again, he might end just end up being a training camp darling, but he's a guy that I have just taken flyers on late rounds because we all want those, you know, random guys that are high powered offenses, right? Yeah. Um, also, with his stats, I forgot to mention. We can agree that the playoffs are the biggest games of the year, right? Obviously, yep. So, in, in the two playoff games that the Bills uh, had, he was 
targeted seven times, five receptions, and 91 yards. Okay. Doesn't seem like a whole lot, but for a rookie who didn't really get on the field in the regular season, mm. that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I would say that's decent. Yeah. I, think, I think this. Only up from there. Yeah. Again, only up from there. I think this is a guy that you could stash on your roster and maybe he, he can, ends up having a really nice slot role. Right. So, he all can, right. Give us your Miami Dolphins. I'm interested in this one because there's a lot of firepower. There is a lot of firepower, but. In the doghouse is the guy who's in charge of that firepower, and that's oh. Tua. Now, let me tell you, I love Tua. I love is he wearing it. a helmet in Dynamic. the doghouse? That's exactly the reason why he's in there, dude. Um, we all remember last season seeing him and his hands curled up after he just got destroyed. Let me ask you this. Do you hate the fact that they play these things over and over and over again? Like what the, the rewind, the rewind of it. Yeah, it's it's like kind of like we get it. You know what I mean? It's like it's brutal to watch. And the whole Miami medical staff completely mishandled that. And that's the reason why he's in the doghouse. Um, to, through no fault of his own, he was absolutely ripped. Um, you know what I mean? And he took two concussions and they played him. You know, they didn't handle anything correctly. And the reason why he's in there is because of his injury history. With last season, like I said, with the concussions, um, I love him as a player, his, but his ADP is 37. You know what I mean? So 37, and he's ahead of guys that are, have much more promising dynasty careers, in my opinion, like C.J. Stroud, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, and Kenny Pickett. So out of those guys, you're sitting there, and he's at 37, looking at a team that you're going to have for the next, say, four years at the minimum. Mm-hmm. Are you looking at – you got a, you got a handful of guys like Tua, C.J. Stroud, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Kenny Pickett. Are you going to be like, you know what? Two is my guy. To be honest, I, I really like two. I would say I would, I would take him probably. You would over. take him over Stroud. Yes. Okay. The only reason I say that is because the weapons around Tua right are monstrous. Jalen Waddle. You're not uh, right. Uh, right. You got Tyreek Hill. You got but what, who is facing other allegations? Who who knows what's going to happen with him? Right. Um, but kind of with me, I guess not so much with you. With Tua, for me, is I'm waiting for the kind of the other shoe to fall. I'm Andrew. waiting for him. Yeah. So, so, you know, he could be on a roll for three, four games and take one little hit. I say little hit because the past two big hits that he took destroyed him. So he's a little bit more, you know, susceptible to getting injured that way. So right. that's like if I'm looking at it in a in a dynasty format, I'm not saying – I got this guy for another three years because honestly, I thought after those those two hits, he should have retired. So you don't like I, you don't like the longevity aspect, right? Too, right. So that's the only reason why I'm staying away from him because I don't think he has that much long of an NFL career, especially if he keeps taking these brutal hits. His it, they, those concussions were no joke last year. My my argument to that is, if he doesn't, and we're in that offense again, if Tyreek Hill, you know, available. Jalen Waddles, healthy Devon uh, Devon A. Chain, what the plethora of running backs that they have on that team. He's he's a guy I would have a hard time passing up on. But I do get what you're saying. Like it was terrifying. Yeah, I really thought he was going to retire. Right, I thought that would have been a, like it, not out of the realm of possibility that he should have. And especially yeah. after the second one, dude. The second one, I was like, he needs to reevaluate what's going on because that is not a good look. And it it was brutal, and that's what scares me away from him. I'm not, at 37, like I said, you know that you got guys on here that could essentially be like a Stroud. I'm I'm all in on that guy. I think he's going to do 
do marvelous things, but that's later down the line. Um, I don't think I could pass on those guys. Jared Goff has always been a solid fantasy quarterback. He's got the weapons around him. He's got him, weapons too. around him. He puts up numbers. Um, and, it, you know, that's the reason why I'm staying away from him. Not any for any lack of talent. I just think his ADP is way high for the possibility of him taking another hit. Because it's not like a guy who's never had a concussion before. It's not like a guy who hasn't taken a big hit before. He has already gotten essentially two strikes, if you will, mm. on his concussion, you know, his concussion list. It's not a first concussion for this guy. He could get another one and it'd be his third concussion. Like how many more can you do? Yeah. Yeah. Before, you know, bad things start to happen. So that's the reason why he's in my doghouse. Okay. Um now let's get into a guy who I think is going to be a very, very nice find in a win later format. And that, <laughs> that's Devin. I don't want to butcher his name. Achieni. Achain. A chain. A chain. A chain. That's um, how I've heard it both ways. So Devin A chain. He was a third round pick, eighty fourth overall, with a ADP at a sleeper and a sleeper ADP super flex startup of a one hundred one. He sandwiched sandwiched between James Cook at one hundred. Um, I wrote that twice. James Cook at one hundred and him at one hundred one. So, if I'm looking at those two guys, who's got the best? Chance, everyone on that running back in that running back room is injured, and they, old. And old, yeah. They've they've they did resign everyone. They did resign um, all the running backs. They resigned Mostert. They resigned Jeff Wilson, but their injury history is proved to be one one week, one the other week. Who's the next guy? Um, he has. I think he has a great chance to succeed. His strengths are his speed, dude. He's quick, lightning speed at four three forty time. Quicker than a hiccup, as old JR would say. <laughs> Quicker than a hiccup. His, fir- his uh, first step is explosive as he hits the hole. So he hits that hole and he just, boom, takes off. Um, he, he hits a second gear, man. When he, once he gets in through past that secondary, he's gone. So he's got, he, he's got the chance to take a break off a big touchdown. Um, break off a nice, you know, long touchdown run. He, he's also a really good route runner. Yeah, um, I watched a lot of film of this guy. He's not only quick. Not only explosive out of the backfield, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Hmm. Um, his unfortunate downfall is he's 5'9", 185. He's a little fella. But, you know, we've seen little fellas here in Philly for years. Right. Darren Sproles was a stud. We love him. Um, it does seem like the running backs are starting to get a little bit smaller. Yeah. So it's, it, it is a detriment to them, but there are ways to make it work. Like you said, Darren Sproles. Uh, Tony Pollard comes to mind as another guy who's not as big. Um, yeah, I, I think there. I, I agree with you. I'm I'm in on our chain as well. Great chain. Yeah, you know what? At, in a 101, if you want to win later, you take a flyer on him. Yeah. So I've always looked at it as running backs taken in the third round of the NFL draft is almost like a second round. Pick yeah. Because the way the value of a running back mm-hmm. is is just so depleted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, mean, I think where he. He first of all could not have gone to a better spot. Just speed all over the place. Right. It, it opens mean, up the field for him. Oh, 100 percent. percent. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm in on I'm in on him. I want to get a want to get him in the late rounds to to build a squad for later because I am partial to winning later, taking all the young studs to have guys later on down the line who are going to produce. Um, but that will do it for us. 
and the Dynasty Dogs podcast brought to you by Win Daily. Again, I'm Rich McAteer. Alongside me is Mike Anthony, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Hungry dogs run fast. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.